Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of SHW. This is our wrestling. We are the voices of SHW. B-double Brandon Benefield, GB Gerard Bonner. My man, what is going on? What's up, buddy? How are you, man? I've been doing great. We took a little vacation, took a little hiatus yes. with the show. I'm glad yes. you were holding down the fort for us. Now everything yes. seems to be, uh, seems to be everything in place is still. still in place. Right where I left it, right where I left it, so we're good. <laughs> exactly. But uh, real quick before we get going into the show here, and of course yeah. we've got a big guest lined up for you, but um, right off the top, I want to do a, a few plugs here like we uh, okay. tend to do. But sure. uh, I've had people ask me, people that don't actually watch the videos, but they, they mm -hmm. listen to the audio version of the podcast, and they're always asking me, who, do, who is the band that does the opening song? So I wanted to let everybody know that is a band called Misty Eyed, and they're out nice. of Atlanta, Georgia, some friends of ours, and they are awesome. So if you want to follow them on Instagram or Twitter, follow them at Misty Eyed G-A. That's M-I-S-T-Y-E-Y-E-D-G-A on Twitter and Instagram, and then you can search for them on Facebook as well at Misty Eyed. I'm pretty sure they have their music on Spotify, iTunes, all that good stuff. So definitely thank uh, them for uh, uh, letting us use that great song to get us into the show every week. Awesome. And um, for anybody out there that was curious, well, now you know, that's misty-eyed. So um, also, while we're doing the plugs, as we tend to normally do, I got to throw out there, ProWrestlingTees.com. Plenty yes. of SHW uh, roster members have merchandise on there. You got Logan Creed, Danny J, uh, Alan Angels, mm -hmm. Lee Johnson, AC Mack, Ashton Starr, The Lynch Mob. I mean, the list goes on and on. And of course... Yeah. You know this guy. Yeah, you, you are rocking William Huckabee's new shirt, Can You Whoop Me? And uh, he has his Whoop Me Wednesdays. And I got to say, I get nervous every time we mention Huckabee on, on the podcast. So you know, uh, it's almost like mentioning Beetlejuice or something. Well, here's the thing, and, and, and you're going to have to fill me in on this, but uh, yes. uh, Faction Show, of course, mm -hmm. you know that uh, Gerard is a co-host of the Faction Show every week. I'm also, I'm a co-host of the Mean Street Podcast. Now, yes. we don't have any beef with Huckabee to my knowledge, but the Faction Show <laughs> tends to have some beef with Huck, and I don't know what's going on there. What'd you guys do to make so him So there's mad? really an incredible story behind this. This goes all the way back to October 2019 at the anniversary show. So Courtney and I were at the show, and uh, it was Joe Black against Huckabee. And uh, they broke out the, you know, they each kind of had a chain that they were using. And uh, we're in the audience, and we're just kind of 
berating Huck, you know, we're just saying like, stop this black on black violence. Like this is just wrong. You know, like Rosa Parks didn't go through all of these things for this. And so he sees us and we are literally going tit for tat. We are just, just going at it, man. And uh, it's kind of crazy. Cause I, I don't think he thought that either he or, or that myself or Courtney are the size that we are. And so naturally, you know, when he saw Courtney stand up, and Courtney's, you know, 6'4", he's bigger than me. So <laughs> Huck got into it, and we've kind of been at it ever since. So it was kind of odd, you know, a couple of months later to join the, the announce team and realize, oh, my God, there's Huck. <laughs> like, this is going to be a problem. <laughs> so uh, he, And strange enough, he came onto our podcast uh right before the the big street fight um that happened and uh that dog was another match? yeah huh the dog collar the match? dog collar i'm sorry yeah, my yeah, brain yeah, yeah. is everywhere the well it turned it, it turned into a street fight it out did in the turn lot. into a street fight so the dog collar match he came on to talk about that and i have to say also the other thing that did it was after that one year show we did kind of a recap of the one year show and courtney was not very kind to huck at all um, and so I'm just like, oh my God. So they, there's now an ongoing thing between the faction and Huck. And here's, here's what I want to know, because, uh, it seems like since around that time, anytime he comes out, the fans start chanting Waffle House. Now, was that something Courtney started? Well, I don't know if he started it, but Courtney sure <laughs> did continue it. He absolutely talked about Waffle House. So you know what? We'll have to uh, we'll have to see if we can get uh, the incredible Huck on with us yeah, sometime. I know you I'm, had him on the faction, but we'll yes. try to get him on with us sometime in the near future, and uh, we can yes. try to hash all this out. Maybe see if we can straighten this out between you guys. Yeah, we we can hope so. Uh, so yeah, it, it should be a lot of fun. But I got to tell you, uh, while you were on vacation, I went and started doing what I've been telling everybody to do, which is binge watch. SHW on independentwrestling.tv. And I got to tell you, like, guys, you are missing out on some great stuff if you don't do this. You know, you can really go back and get the history of, of how a lot of our wrestlers got to the spaces that they are uh, and some of the crazy matches that they were involved in and just the amazing moments and things of that nature. So you can go to independentwrestling.tv. If you put in the uh, promo code SHW, you do get the first five days free. And uh, it's, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. And uh, for, again, a lot of the fans who go to the shows, you don't hear the commentary or see some of the other things you might have missed. So it's worth going to check out just for that. You can see commentary, hear commentary and experience all those great moments. And what I found by going to a lot of live shows is sometimes you forget some of what happens because yeah. you're in the audience. So it's a good refresher for you as well. Independentwrestling.tv, check it out. Definitely. And like you said, uh, last, uh, the last show we had Gary Lamb on, we were talking about the big uh, comeback oh, yes. show, which is going to be August 28th. It's going to be six the weeks away. Oh, <laughs> six weeks away. It's the second annual Rumble Jack. And of course, you do the binge watching on IWTV and you can catch up, get up to speed so yes. you're ready for the Rumble Jack uh, come August 28th. And so another thing about watching IWTV and going back and watching all their past shows is you're seeing a lot of these uh, wrestlers, male and female, that have since gone on to appear on AEW. Uh, one of those, one of those more recently on a couple of episodes of AEW Dark is our guest tonight, the one and only uh, Savior or the Street Fighter. I'm not sure which it's going to be tonight, but I'm talking about David Ali. 
And we've talked about it for weeks, about having him on the show. He's had this series of videos that he's been putting out over the last few months during the quarantine. And it's very intriguing stuff. Yeah. But uh, we finally got a hold of his people and we lined him up, got him booked for the show. And we really have no idea where this is going to go. No clue. We don't know which version of David Holly we're going to get. So your guess is as good good as ours. But um, all we can do now is just get into it and see where we go. So uh, here he is, David Ali. All right, guys, we've got a great interview for you. We told you he would be here, and I'm not quite sure what we're going to get. We could get the Street Fighter. We could get the Savior. Either way, he's here. Welcome, David Ali. David, how are you, sir? I'm great. What an intro. What an intro. You didn't bury me this time like you usually do whenever my name comes out of your mouth. So that's awesome. Wow. Well, I I was not (laughs) trying to bury you at all. I mean, after watching the Exodus, I'm not really sure where you are. So I wanted to kind of be open to where we would be because we're watching a bit of a metamorphosis happening as we've seen over these six videos of the Exodus. Talk to us about what's going on with that. Um, so the Exodus project is an idea that started out very differently, but ended up going in a different direction. Um, but myself and uh, a few other people in the wrestling business came up with, um, it's definitely a journey into what happens to a wrestler when it's take, when wrestling's taken away from them, you know, um, especially like when you devote, a lot of people don't understand because especially like fans from, from where they're at viewing wrestling and how the stories are told, but to get the reaction that we need from the audience, there's a lot of ourselves that go into portraying a character, especially the ones that are really good. Put a lot of yourself into it. So once you do that for so long and you beat the pavement weekend after weekend after weekend after weekend after weekend, what do you do now that you have nothing to do because of a world epidemic, you know? Mm -hmm. And one of the last promos that I cut before um, everything went to hell, um, I was jokingly saying that if you don't appreciate wrestling and the future of wrestling, then it would be taken away from you. And then coronavirus happened. So I was like, mm-hmm. ah, <laughs> uh, I can use that. Mm. Yeah. So then <laughs> I've been and then blaming that's how the project. I've been blaming you for wrestling and coronavirus because I thought because you said that, then all this happened. So listen, don't blame me. Blame the savior. Okay. He's the one that he controls all this. All right. He's the one that I just put my faith in his hands. Okay. He saves me. All right. He's the one that gets me on. He's the one that that helps me out. He gets me all these like awesome bookings, these matches. You know what I mean? Can't be mad at him. So, so I guess this brings us to the conundrum, right? Because we've watched this metamorphosis and there was one point where it was like you could be leaving the business there's another point where you were uh vehemently trying to save uh georgia from these uh wrestling legends and things so where are you with all this because kind of after episode six of the exodus it's hard to tell where you are there's definitely a battle happening where 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 are you at this point so right now um due to I don't even know what you'd call it, the re-outbreak of coronavirus. Mm-hmm. I had to put um, the Exodus project on hold for a little bit. Okay. So there's definitely going to be some continuing chapters that explains exactly 
what happens. And I desperately, desperately, desperately want to get enough of the point across before Southern Honor comes back and before Southern Fried comes back. So that way, like, people get a full, well-rounded view of the savior that they're looking at now. Because let's, let's just say that it may not necessarily be the same thing when it's, when it's all over with. You know, there might be the best villains, the best characters have those extra layers of, of what drives them. So stay tuned. Yeah. Well, well <laughs> I, I, I think for uh, I think for a lot of Southern Honor fans, it's been a lot of fun to watch because if you watch every single episode, you see a lot of familiar faces. I mean, we've got Garrett, who's the SHW sound guy. You've got uh, Lindsay, who's the SHW merch slinger out front at all the shows. You've got Danny <laughs> J. You've got uh, Brooklyn and Logan. You've got uh, who else am I missing? You got AC, AC Mac. Yeah. Remarkable Ryan Rembrandt, who, by the way, he's one of my favorites. He sits in the background of episode six, and yeah. he just he keeps saying, that's remarkable. And he's making great faces, and <laughs> it's just cracking me up. But, I mean, it's just kind of cool to see all these familiar faces uh, on, the, on, the, uh, on these episodes. Um, what's cool for me about it is is that I'm able to um, depict a lot of my uh, – so one thing I really, really hate is killing any kind of kayfabe. It bothers me so bad. But um, the Exodus Project has allowed me to, um, I guess, express or show to the outside world, like, I guess, who means a lot to me outside of wrestling or because of wrestling. Um, those figures, you know, being Danny, somebody who comes to, like, make sure that I'm okay. Garrett, who gives me, like, amazing ideas. Uh, Logan, who inspires me to just, like, keep pounding the pavement. Mac, who was there with me from the beginning, and same with Ryan Rembrandt. And each episode that these people are featured in, it's a, a key a key ingredient of our relationship outside of wrestling is kind of played with or displayed in each episode. Um, the last one with Mac and Ryan. Uh, <laughs> which I love Ryan in that one also. He's got the best, <laughs> the best facials. But a lot of the, uh, <laughs> a lot of the topics are rooted um, from from some truths in life, uh, especially with the AC Mac. Uh, that one. There's a lot of shooting that happens in that one, man. I had to cut <laughs> some of it out because I was like, oh my god, it hurts. Ugh. It hurts so bad. Uh, but they're definitely interesting to say the least. We definitely got to rehash uh, some stuff from our past uh a lot of people don't know that mac ryan rembrandt austin theory um dementia d rose goes by double d rose now we were all in this faction uh at our training school wwa4 called the force and that's why like mac's got that t-shirt on and ryan's got that t-shirt on it's because they're old versions of themselves because they're all stuck in wrestling purgatory right there so it's, it's neat. I like it. Yeah. <clears throat> I think it's all right. <laughs> I, think, I think a lot of the fans like it. Like it's, it's got a lot of buzz going around it over the last couple months that these episodes have been coming out. And I just want to put this out there. You know, do with it what you will. You know, take the idea if you like. But if you ever have another episode, whether it's like a purgatory episode or if it's something that's like we're stuck inside your head or something and you need like a commentary team in there to like call the action <laughs> of whatever's happening, you just reach out to me and Gerard and we'll be there in a heartbeat and we'll make it happen, man. The best wrest commentary team in the independent wrestling. And I'm just saying, I think it could work. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. You know, you're absolutely right, Brando. Uh, just because 
if I need somebody to bury me on the mic over and over and over again, I got good old John over there. Oh, I, will, I will never forget. I was showing my mom. I was showing my mom this match with Kyle Matthews because Matthews is like one of my favorite opponents so far of all time. Um, and we had a lot of fun. I'll show my mom this match and I lose. And then the only thing coming out of your mouth is David's not the savior. I guess he's not the savior. He sucks. He's not right. A savior would have won. I guess he's out of here. I'm like, what do I do with that? How do I come back from that? What? <laughs> I cried. You're making me cry. You're making me cry. That's good. Oh gosh. I will never. I think I'll message you. I was like, damn, he buried the hell out of me. You did. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's hilarious. The the funny part to me is you have come back and you keep coming back, oh, um, oh, which man. is what makes it fun. And one of the things that that Ooh. I have. I think publicly said, if I haven't, I will now, is I feel like the exodus and really your promos as well, the video promos you've done on social media are some amazing storytelling. I mean, you put a lot of thought into the production of it, a lot of thought into what you want said. And it's really one of the things that makes it so easy to follow what you're doing because there's such great quality and caliber to it. What do you think is behind... Um, your desire in, term, in terms of production uh, and, and things of that nature, because it really does spill over into what you've done with the Exodus. And if, if people have missed it, they should go back on your social media and check out some of these independent promos you've done, whether they were with SHW or others. It's amazing to watch. What do you think has led you to that? First, uh, uh, I really appreciate that. Uh, that kind of feedback is the kind of feedback that makes me want to do more. Uh, but I guess um i don't know i i really 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 love continuity it's my favorite part of any kind of story yeah. um i i love the marvel movies for that simple fact that like you can watch any movie and like especially the one where the ones where there's like a, a lot of the, the different co-stars from different movies yeah and you can pick anything out and take it to another movie and it makes sense i love continuity in wrestling terms, um, people like like Triple H, whose character has like had the same continuity, whether it was Hokey, Hunter Hearst Helmsley going mm -hmm. into Triple H with DX going yeah. into Evolution, mm -hmm. all that stuff just uh, I, that's my favorite part about storytelling. So with wrestling, what what really drives me with that is the fact that I'm able to to tell a story in the way that I want to. Yeah. Um, and I've been lucky so far that uh, the bigger shows in Georgia, like Southern Honor um, and Southern Fried, have been allowing me to not only experiment, but to just dive into the realm of what else can I do with this. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> I definitely have some changes going forward with some stuff, just because, um, <laughs> just because there's been a lot of, uh, uh, I don't know, I, I don't know what other word to use, but um, I don't want to say plagiarism, but there's a lot of mm. <laughs> a lot of copycat I, promos out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I got to hold my own in that. I don't see it as like a, as dang, uh, this guy, he's on the top tier. He's stealing my stuff. What am I going to do now? I need to change. 
I see it as a challenge for what can I do to make myself stand out more so than that person and any other person. And, and, and wrestling is supposed to be fun. We're supposed to have like different dimensions, different characters, different different aspects of why this person could win, why this person lose, and what makes this person um, a cerebral uh, contender and what makes this person a physical contender. It's and that's the kind of stuff that I like to play with in in those kind of promos. Yeah. So I don't know if that answered your question at all. No, it it, <laughs> it, it does because it's interesting. You're right. I mean, all of a sudden we've got messiahs popping up and you know all this stuff <laughs> that didn't exist before there was a certain savior here in Georgia. I, I so, was gonna say. I was gonna say. I'm I'm, I'm pretty sure I, you don't have to say names. I'll say that Seth Rollins. I'm sure watches Southern Honor Wrestling on IWTV, which you can get for ten dollars a month, IndependentWrestling.tv, <laughs> and I'm sure yeah. Seth Rollins pays that fee and he watches all the Southern Honor Wrestling shows. And he thought, hey, the savior, hmm, mm -hmm. I can do something with that. Next thing you know, Monday Night Messiah. I'm like, really? Come yeah. on. We already, we already have one of those. And his right. name, his name is David Ali. Yeah. From <laughs> night to night, What's he ironic? comes to fight. <laughs> oh, my God. You're, you're the only person beside myself that remember that. I tried to get that. <laughs> I tried to get everybody to, like, understand that about me for, like, the longest. And even though people – the only people that would understand it are the wrestlers. They would make fun of me backstage about it. I, so. and, and, and I know uh, that's true because in the last episode of the Exodus Project, Mac makes fun of you and says that line. But I remembered it because you did a pre-show with us at one of the SHW shows way back. And, you, you know, when you just kind of come and interrupt the pre-show that we were doing, and you I think you chopped Alfred maybe on that same show. Mm, but anyways, yeah. But anyways, yeah, you, you threw that line on us. <laughs> from night to night, I come to fight. And, it always stuck with me. That was a good line. <laughs> I thought I thought it was Kathy too, but nobody nobody cares about that line at all. I'm like, oh, all what right, are you gonna fine. do? Well, real quick, I want to go back to a, you know not and, and this is rare, but the SHW fans are getting a glimpse of of us really complimenting you, and this is rare because we don't usually. So just uh, take it as, as you will here. Uh, Gerard was complimenting you earlier, and. In all seriousness, though, on MSP and even on this, epi on this uh, podcast right here, we talk about how you are one of the best on the mic. And the fact that you're doing these videos during this downtime is awesome. And I've said this before, like more independent wrestlers need to be doing this. I don't know why they're not, because why would you not take advantage of this downtime to try and evolve your character and try to push a storyline forward so that when we do come back, boom, you're right in there with this new gimmick and, or whatever you want, a new character, whatever it might be. But more people need to be doing it. And I think you're doing a killer job at it right now. And you have been. Thank you. So, yeah, so uh, kudos to you. And don't expect any more compliments for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> I'm surprised you actually asked me to come onto the show and not Danny J again. I thought it was going to be another Danny episode. I thought when you hit me up, I thought you were going to ask me to bring her some water because she had another episode coming up. Well, David and no Danny, idea. David and Danny are right next to each other on my phone and I just hit the wrong name. So, but then I felt bad. So I was like, okay, I guess, oh, I guess I'll ask you, you hit the wrong name a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you mentioned Danny. So I will mention Danny in this regard, you and Danny uh, are among the few uh, who have had the opportunity to appear on AEW. Uh, you have appeared the last few weeks on AEW Dark. <clears throat> Talk about what that experience was like, because certainly while a lot of people have been in this quarantine space, not getting to wrestle at all, 
you, Danny J, Sean Dean, and a few others have had the opportunity to be on a massive stage like AEW. What has that been like for you? Uh, man, that is the, the most nerve-wracking experience of my life. I can imagine. <laughs> so nerve-wracking. Um, but the honor to just... I'm about to get sentimental real quick, okay? <laughs> um, so Danny and I, I don't know if anybody can tell from social media, but we're, she's like my best friend, right? Uh, or one of my best friends, rather. And I used to tell her a lot that, like, before I started training wrestling, I used to go to sleep, and I used to be like, you know what? When I open my eyes, I'm going to open my eyes one day, I'm going to be in the middle of the ring, finally, after having a match, a solid five-star match. And every time I go to sleep, I always have that, that, that thought in my head, like, you know, I'm going to open my eyes one day and I'm going to be in the middle of a ring, either on TV, some kind of way, somehow, some kind of way. And that I woke up one day, <laughs> I opened my eyes and I just got through having a match with Lance Archer, opened my eyes and I just got through having a match with Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian. And those things are experiences that are just once in a lifetime, you know? Um, there's, there's just no, I can't put in words how grateful I am for the opportunity to, to even be there. Like I'm somebody who grew up watching the Attitude Era. And so it was always TNT versus USA, TNT versus USA. And for, for me to having, to have grown up watching wrestling, trying to become a wrestler and for everything to be in a dream kind of state it's just it's nice to know that sometimes you can actually achieve a part of your dream and the only thing it does is just makes you want more and just keeps you hungry and it makes you want to work out it makes you want to eat the right foods to look great it makes you want to to be somebody who when you walk in a room people are like oh let's put him out there or, oh, I've seen him before. And just getting the opportunity to suck up so much knowledge. Because technically, I existed in the AEW universe anyway, just because I was always in the background somewhere, either getting beat up or bullying somebody or something. And I, I got to learn a lot as far as um, directing things are concerned. And I got to use that for exits as well. And I got to learn even more by getting there and getting to, to milk the brains of like, like people that I've known for a long time, like Jake the Snake, um, and just like people I've, I've grown up watching, like Dean Malenko, and then there's like Jerry Lynn, and just like Dustin Rose, and I got to train with him a little bit, and some, uh, some of the girls there, and it was just, I, I just, there was not a day I didn't learn anything, and there was not a day that, that I don't think I improved myself as a person and as a wrestler, so I just look forward to, to going back, because that's, I have to go back at this point because there's no, I like I reached the top. I have to keep going back. I have mm -hmm. to keep going back and then reach the top of that top and yeah. so forth and so on. It's not going to stop. <laughs> yeah. You know, I got to tell you, one of my favorite moments of watching you on AEW Dark was when you first came out and you took that minute to take a look at the screen that had your name <laughs> on it. And I could tell you were really awesome. just kind of intaking and ingesting that moment. And for me, me yeah, it really did because it's one of those things where it's like, 
you know, I mean, however people view us in this business, the one thing is for sure, everybody can relate to somebody having a dream and pursuing that dream and getting to a space where you can start to actually really see it. You know, you see it in your mind's eye. Now, like you said, you wake up one morning and you're in the ring having a match with Lance Archer. And so I just said that for me, that was a moment that really translated um, to a lot of people in a lot of genres to be able to say whatever your dream is, like you can live it, you know? So kudos to you. And it's really awesome to be able to see that moment. And, you know, I, I wasn't there, but, you know, I, I kind of took that, oh, cool. That's a moment for me. And that's a moment for us. And, you know, that type of thing, because you got to live that, man. So congratulations. That's like a really, really awesome thing. Um, thanks again. Hopefully I get another opportunity to, to show what I got. Yeah. Um, man, that was, when, when I came out, first of all, I was like, there's no way I'm not looking at my trial when I come out. I have to see it for myself. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> Cause to see it on TV is one thing. To see it like when your friends record it is another thing, but yeah. no, I have to I have to see this right now with my own two eyes. Yeah, and the one of the cool things about it, um, <laughs> one of the positives was was that like I didn't have a pre-existing character, so I didn't have to like like strode out there like I usually do and like right. be as intimidating because I wasn't that the version of the savior that everybody's accustomed to as far as like the independence are concerned. Yeah. Um, but they didn't hold me back as far as like what I was able to show as far as like my character is concerned. Um, so you kind of got like half and half yeah. with that entrance. I will say that those kind of glimpses that you saw on AEW of that David Ali may be some hinting at like, hmm. maybe some hinting at what you may come to see with some versions of the Savior going forward. But uh, funny story though. The second night when I got to do the tag match, uh, before, I think it was about maybe like an hour or so before the show, um, we're listed somewhere else, like on the card after, because the way they film, um, they film one show and they film another show. Mm -hmm. So we're behind like the second show and I'm like, okay, cool. I got time. I, I just need to go get my gear. And then all of a sudden they're like, yeah, we're about to go on in like, like 20 minutes. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> all right, cool. So I don't have any of my gear, but I'm like, okay, I brought it. It's in the car. I'm going to go get it. So I go back to the locker room. I get the keys. I'm running around, like, I'm running around the whole, like, stadium and stuff, just trying to get to get my gear. I get to the car finally, and I put my gear in the other car we didn't come in. So I oh, didn't have my entrance stuff. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's the no. reason why. Yeah. So <laughs> I run back, and I'm like, I don't have my entrance gear at all. I don't know what to do. So that's the reason why I came out with no jacket the second time. Got you. I know everybody was really worried about why you didn't come out with a jacket. But, you know. <laughs> I, I was honestly, I was honestly curious yeah. that you were in different, and I didn't know if that was like you're doing or if they asked you to like switch it up. I wasn't sure, but now that I, now I know the reason because you just, it was in a different car. Now I know. But uh, I was going to say, and Gerard mentioned it already, but the whole thing about when you came out and you looked up at the Tron, man, as, a, as a, just being buddies with you and being a fan, because, you know, even though we, we're commentary guys and we call the matches everything, like, we're fans first, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, we were coming to the shows as fans, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Gerard, for sure, coming as a fan before yeah. he joined the commentary team. 
So we're fans of all you guys, uh, and we're friends of, with all you guys kind of behind the scenes too. So it's just super cool, and we're, like, super proud when we see somebody. Like, when Danny was on uh, last November and she uh, on Dynamite and was uh, up against Nyla Rose, that was a huge surprise because she didn't tell anybody. So I just happened to be watching that night, and I was like, oh, my God, you know? And yeah. the same thing with you. I didn't know you were going to be on there uh, a couple weeks ago. And so to see you come out and, like, soaking up, looking up at the Tron, I was, like, taking that in with you, man. And that literally gave me <laughs> chills looking at you, looking at the Tron of your name. Yeah on the big screen like that like man it was so cool so uh yeah we were super stoked for you and 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 one other thing i wanted to bring up real quick you mentioned that you were kind of already in the aew universe showing up kind of in the background of some different vignettes i don't know for sure but i want to say i think you and i might be in the same vignette because yeah there was one point where you were picking on the party planner who in aew universe is not called the party planner i don't even know if they gave him a name did they give louis a name on aew i don't think they did but he um, was like they just called him guy we beat up the guy yeah so he was the guy and like you like <laughs> did you like break his glasses you and ashton star yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and so but then he ends up at the dark order meeting and well i i guess i just admitted it but i was gonna say i can either confirm nor deny that it was me sitting in the crowd i was just gonna say it was a guy that looked like me that was just going <laughs> oh you just nodding along yeah so i was uh, but i never got a mask so i don't guess they officially selected me to be in the dark order because i haven't been back so oh well but anyways i, I imagine it's kind of like the army what's that i imagine it's kind of like uh, joining the dark order i imagine it's kind of like the army where like you know if you have to wear glasses or you're a nerd or something, they can't let you join. Like you're just. <laughs> yep. You got me. You know? I mean, yeah, that makes sense. That makes total sense. Cause I haven't gotten a phone call back or an email or anything <laughs> or, or like they haven't messaged me back on Facebook. So I don't know what's going on, but uh, anyways, you I know, just thought it was cool. No, I'm sorry. I, was, I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> I was just going to say, I thought it was cool. Cause I didn't even dawn on me until we started talking about it. I was like, Oh wait, I think we were in that same vignette together. But it, anyways, it's neither here nor there. We were, we were. <laughs> We're in different parts, yeah. which is good because I don't want to be too close to you. <laughs> but, um, you know, Gerard's actually seen me on TV before, actually, on uh, Ring of Honor. Yes, I did. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So I was at a Ring of Honor show. Uh-huh. And, I don't know why um, I brought this up. Oh, this, this is actually <laughs> hilarious. I want to hear it. I don't know. So this. I'm at this Ring of Honor show. And, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm watching, and, and this is, I think, top of the year. Oh, I know. I know <laughs> what you're talking about. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. And so I'm at this Ring of Honor show, and I'm looking, and out comes Dalton Castle. You know, Dalton Castle does this whole thing. He's got the boys. <laughs> and I'm looking, and I'm like, wait a minute. I know that boy. That's not any boy. That's David Ali. So I, I hit him a messenger, and I was like, um... David, were you here at the Ring of Honor show? And he was like, how do people know? I'm like, dude, <laughs> I know who you I are. Like, I was like, who knew already? It just happened. I get back to the locker room. I'm like, hopefully, like, I'm covered in everything. But the one thing I didn't realize is that I have, like, notable tattoos on some mm-hmm. parts. And I was like, well, hopefully nobody will notice. And then you hit me up. And, like, four other Southern Honor people hit me up. I'm yeah. Like, because some of other folks were there, it was hilarious. Well, well, look, look, in case anybody forgot, so you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at SHWPod. So we will definitely post a picture of you. In the, you're wearing, like, the mask and, like, the, the glitter and everything, right? So we'll definitely post that picture up uh, this week oh, leading up to promote man. this episode. 
<laughs> you know, I hit Garrett. I'll hit you too, Brandon. Just let whoa, you know. Whoa, 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 whoa. By the way, <laughs> how, I, so I just went back and watched uh, SHW 18 just because I, you know, going back, kind of catching up before uh, the Rumble Jack coming up August 28th. And um, I, had, I had forgotten some things because that was like three months ago, however long ago. And I totally forgot about you decking Garrett in that match against uh, uh, Kyle Matthews. Yeah. You, you clocked him. What was he up with that, away. Oh. He should have gone away. First of all, all right, the way I see it is it's really Kyle Matthews' fault. People are acting like <laughs> it's my fault, but it's really Kyle Matthews' fault. If he had just – first of all, if he had just stayed at home to begin with, none of those matches would have happened, okay? If he would have just stayed at home. But, no, people like Kyle Matthews, people like Ike Cross, people don't know when to stay home, okay, when it's over, when you're not going to go any higher, you know? Just stay at home. But, no, Kyle Matthews, I need to come back. I need to prove that I still got it. I need to prove that, that I can still fit in the trunks and wear knee pads and blah, 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 and do drop kicks. It's not about you, Kyle. It's about the future. We're it's about folks. the future, We're okay? Shooting. Stay home. Allow us to have our time. We fought and bled for it. So you know what? Kyle moves out the way, and Garrett gets hit. If Kyle was a man, he would have just got hit in the face like he's supposed to, and Garrett would have been okay. But nope. Yeah. Damn. Well, I'll say this, you know, as you mentioned, getting these opportunities and things, that's the perfect lead-in to the return of SHW. Uh, Southern Honor is coming back August the 28th. And we do know that it's going to be headlined by the Rumble Jack, which uh, we heard from Gary Lamb. You're going to be a part of the Rumble Jack. And, of course, uh, the winner of the Rumble Jack gets to call their shot and gets an opportunity at the SHW Championship. Um, this may sound like a silly question, but what are your thoughts on you winning the Rumble Jack? What people have probably noticed or guessed by this point of watching Southern Honor is that there's one consistent fact when it comes to the new era. And that one consistent fact is me. I'm the one that introduced the group. I'm the one that introduced the idea, the concept of the future being now instead of proposed future. It was my idea. I am the perfect person to lead the future of Southern Honor just because it has been my mission statement from the beginning. It will always be my mission statement. And the reason why I'm more dangerous than anybody else going into that Rumble Jack is because nobody else knows what they're fighting for. They're there for an opportunity. They're there for maybe a shot, maybe this, maybe that. I know what I'm fighting for. I know what I'm willing to sacrifice myself to obtain what I need to and what I need to obtain to secure the future for not only myself, but for everybody else who deserves a shot is for me to be Southern Honor Champion. There it is. There you go, folks. I don't know what yeah. more we could say to uh, to top that. That's uh, yeah, pretty intense, man. And and we want to thank David Ali uh, for joining us. We had no idea what to expect here tonight, but uh, thankfully he didn't berate us too much. Even though we 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 exchanged some barbs back and forth, but I feel like I feel like we're all friends here. We're all good, right? Everybody good? 
I don't want to make you pee too much here, pants. So <laughs> tone it down just a little bit. You, you know me. You know me all too well, David Ali. Um, but anyways, anything before we let you go? Anything else you want to say to the fans? Uh, social media where they can follow you. Uh, when to expect maybe some more of your uh, Exodus videos? Anything like that? Listen, everybody can follow me on Instagram at real David Ali. Okay. Uh, Twitter is also something I feel like an old, but it's also something that I've been striving to to getting more involved with so on twitter i'm your savior ali um facebook david ali um the rumble jack you guys already plugged it right mm-hmm. all right rumble jack's coming up yeah. right before that i don't know if you call it a sister promotion but southern fried is on the first whoa whoa whoa, you whoa. Guys want to talk about that hey, hey look hey gary <laughs> we are <laughs> SHW podcast, so I don't know if Gary Gary already has beef with you, so you can say what you want and I'll air it, but that's between you and the GM of SHW. So and Gary Gary can have beef, meat, and potatoes with me all he wants to, but I see him at Southern Fried shows. I see him there lurking in the background, filming for talent, just like every other promoter does. So listen, I'm just listen, I'm just gonna put it out there, right? Don't put it out there. More David Ali is what the world needs. Fair enough. Save yourself. <laughs> it's easy. Yeah, it, Save yourself. It makes sense to me. It makes sense to me. Thank <laughs> you, David Ali, for hanging out with us on the SHW podcast. See you, guys. Hey, buddy. <laughs> See you guys. Oh. Be safe. Well, there you have it. David Ali, uh, the street fighter, the savior. We're still not really sure. But, hey, I got to be honest. Like we said, he, uh, he kept it pretty civil for the most yeah. part. Yeah. I thought it was great. And, yeah. uh, you know – Again, the moment just reliving uh, his AEW debut. Uh, and it's funny because we hadn't talked about it, but it was such a powerful moment yeah. for both of us and I'm sure many others as well. So it was uh, fantastic to be able to see that and to be a part of that and, uh, and to have that discussion. I thought that was fantastic. Shout out to David Ali. Man, that was cool. And we want to thank him, of course, for joining us. Uh, after all these weeks of us saying we're going to try to get him on the show, we finally yes. got him. And uh, it was cool to have him on. And you talked about just us kind of being proud of seeing an SHW talent like David Ali showing up on the big stage of yes. AEW. And, of course, uh, I mentioned it uh, talking to David. You know, is, we've been proud to see, like, uh, Danny Jordan and, and the mm-hmm. others, like Sean Dean, Alan Angels, yeah. Lee yeah. Johnson. Yeah. And, um, and speaking of Lee Johnson, I don't know if you happened to catch this past week's episode of Chris Jericho's Saturday Night Special. It's a a Facebook Live he started doing when the quarantine started. So he comes on, uh, does, I don't know, a couple hours Facebook Live every Saturday, and he just takes like a QA, and a just answers questions. Sometimes he has guests on. And I didn't see this, but I Mm -hmm. I saw somewhere on uh, Facebook where I guess he confirmed or he mentioned that Lee Johnson has been signed to AEW. That's uh, awesome. Wow. Which is super cool because yeah. we were just talking about Lee Johnson on the last show with Gary mm-hmm. Lamb yeah. uh, because he's going to be in a match against AC Mack yes. at the Rumble Jack coming up August 28th. Yes. And so uh, it's cool that he's officially back with SHW. Mm-hmm. Now we find out he's officially signed to AEW, which is just yeah. huge. Yeah. Because we've seen him do so much with AEW over the throughout the quarantine. Absolutely. Uh, and and uh, it's just been awesome to see him. Uh, come such a long way in such yeah. a short time. So we got to reach out to him. We'll try to get him on the podcast sometime soon, maybe before 
uh, the Rumble Jack gets here, which would you say we still got like six weeks, right? We've got six weeks, six weeks to the day of the Rumble Jack. Ooh. And so uh, that should be fantastic. So we definitely look forward to talking to Lee Johnson. And I'm just going to throw this out there because we don't have time to talk about it. But there's in this rumbling in the SHW fan club about uh, hold my beer Hansen. What is, what is, you know, what is happening with this? You know, I should have asked David Ali about this guy because I know that David Ali wrestles for a promotion down in Valdosta from time to time. Okay. Yeah. And I believe that's where hold my beer Hansen is from. Okay. Uh, or at least he wrestles down there uh, quite a bit from uh, my yeah. understanding. And I believe, him and Ali have had some confrontations, maybe some matches in the past, and I should have asked David. You know, maybe we'll have to get David on another time because we could yeah. probably talk to David for a full other podcast. So we'll have yeah, to Yeah, I mean, there's on. other stuff we didn't get to talk about. Yeah. But yeah, but hold anyways, my beer, Hanson. I've been seeing that name pop up quite a bit. So uh, our buddy Daryl, everybody knows Daryl, DC, mm -hmm. from yeah. SHW. If you're an SHW fan, you've been to any of our shows, you always see Daryl there. Yeah. Uh, he's kind of started this movement, if you will, this like, underground uh support this fan club for hold my beer hansen mm -hmm. and uh to try to get him in the rumble jack yeah so like every day for the last couple weeks he's been posting these it's almost like the chuck norris facts yeah you know? yeah and so there's been these hold my beer hansen facts uh and it's been making waves to the point where even gary lamb himself earlier this week mm -hmm. posted about the guy yeah asking the fans you know what, what who is this guy do mm -hmm. you know should i let him in the rumble jack what's the yeah. deal yeah so we're not sure but uh sure. what do you guys think if you're listening to us if you're watching us leave us in the comments what what do you think should mm -hmm. and we don't have any say so whatsoever let me just put that oh, out no. there i've just been seeing it a lot right so, we're just yeah. we're just curious so yeah. we're curious what the fans think should this guy uh be an entrant in the uh, rumble jack the second annual rumble jack coming up august 28th so yeah. we'll see we'll see what uh plays out there but uh hey you know what until then in the meantime this has been shw this is our wrestling we'll see you guys next week <laughs> <laughs>